Josiah Black, Distribution Now. Well, thank you for joining us here today. Boy, I tell you, it's one of those days where things are happening so fast. Josiah Black, we don't even get to have any chit-chat beforehand, so we got to get right into the interview here. And we might as well just start with, uh, t- this is what we call 100% fresh here. We don't even get That's to say, yeah, a lot of times before interviews, at least you throw out two or three talking points, like, okay, we'll talk about this, this, and this, and Everything like that. No questions, just kind of, you know, just to make people ease. And none of that today, man. This is what we call, what, what do we call it? We uh, Changing your oil while going 90 miles an hour down, down the interstate. One of those it things. sounds like one of those days for me as well. Well, let's, let's talk about your day. You know, distribution now. You guys are a big company from last time I checked. You're a decent-sized company. So what, what, what do you do there? And also talk about what, the, what it is all that distribution now does. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm a regional manager out of the Permian. Uh, we are a global company. We're publicly owned. Uh, we're a supplier of energy and industrial type products, uh, various supply chain, engineered equipment solutions. Uh, we've been around for about 150 years. If you go back to our original legacy company, I think 1862 um, was the original company that has morphed and merged and acquired and become distribution now. So um, as far as uh, my, my role here, I've been in the Permian for a couple of years, actually uh, started out with distribution now a few years ago in North Dakota. And uh, it's been a journey, but it's been a good one for sure. And as we all know, 2020 is taking us, uh, taking us all on, on a journey. Um, good, bad, and ugly. Uh, we're seeing a little bit of it all right now. I noticed you had a North Dakota number and uh, yeah. so are you from North Dakota or just that happened to be when you got that cell phone? That happened to be when I got that cell phone. No, I was in North Dakota for five years, but prior to that, I'm originally from Eastern Washington state, having worked in Arizona, Alaska, and then uh, North Dakota in the oil field and, and the supply chain management side of, of distribution now. So, Did you say Eastern Washington or Wyoming? Eastern Washington. That's pretty agriculture, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, historically, agriculture, logging, construction. Uh, that's what that's what my dad does. Owns a company over there, and that's what I grew up doing um, before becoming an adult. So, huh. yeah, okay. it's uh, definitely an economically depressed area. Though that's kind of what drew me to the oil field was the opportunity for for hardworking folks and to be able to be set on a platform where there's actually a future and something to work toward. Um, and I think that's still there, despite what 2020 is throwing at all of us. Let's talk about 2020, just kind of a recap of the last year. Um, you know, was there anything that, you know, you guys had to shore up on or, or, you know, expand or contract or just talk about your 2020, how you guys handled it? Yeah, um, well, we, we've definitely had to contract, if you look at it from a purely uh, personnel or revenue-based perspective. Um, but it has positioned us in in a lot of ways that are going to be beneficial for the future. Uh, we're doing the same thing as everyone else and going above and beyond, I would say, in some, some areas, but remaining connected to customers and communicating the impacts of product availability, which which has been um, something we've had to deal with as, as everyone else and all of our manufacturers and people that we distribute for contract. Um, and now we're seeing a little bit of an uptick 
overall, um, everyone is is trying to meet those demands with the the headcount and the resources that they have, and and that can cause some glitches in the supply chain from time to time. So that's been a bit of an abnormality. Um, but overall, I mean, just putting putting in place our company response team, and, uh, communicating with HSC, shoring up some of those processes, and then implementing um, various different solutions from after hours Dropbox, think like Little Caesars where you go type in your code and pick up your material, touchless delivery, touchless order entry and, and placing, all of those options have been greatly expanded throughout this time. Uh, we've really kicked off our what we call the Digital Now platform, uh, mainly focused at this point on e-commerce uh, that is allowing our customers to place their orders online and be able to do research. And in some cases, through our new e-spec platform that we just released, being able to design packages completely on their own. Um, whereas in the past, with uh, the historical way that business has been done, you might be sitting down shoulder to shoulder with with one of our personnel and going over those BOMs and determining what needs to be there. And in this virtual world that we live in with uh, most of our, really all of our employees who can work from home, working from home, um, that's not available anymore. So we've had to get creative and it's accelerated our, our learning curve and our development path for those types of solutions that our customers are asking for and that we feel it's our duty to provide in this new world, new normal, new environment. How about internally within your organization? You guys are a global company, uh, right. a lot of, lot of different services. You know, you guys got your hands on a lot of different pies. Um, you know, that's and on some aspects, some areas I imagine is quite easily to work from home or work in their own little remote ways and that sort of thing. But when you got that many different areas, there's certain people that they need to work together because that's a lot of different moving parts and there needs to be a central <laughs> nucleus. So how, how was you guys internally uh, uh, handling some of the COVID? Yeah, well, um, as you mentioned, we're in 20 different countries and um, historically we're, we're based out of Houston, Texas, do a lot of work in Texas, which is where I'm at now. So uh, we've had to change our footprint. Uh, we've, we've centralized a lot of the more, uh, well, the centralizable functions uh, from a distribution center type of, type of model, which we've had in the past, but have taken a different approach to it recently and plan to even more so in the coming months. Um, so more of transforming from a very uh, remote, heavy, operation to to more of a central uh, where those folks that do have to work together are able to service multiple different areas that's been a large focus for us and then transforming some of the processes and the way we do business you mentioned those people having to work together well we changed a lot of our processes to where instead of one person picking an order and handing it off to someone else who stages it handing it off to someone else who delivers it um, and then delivering paperwork back to someone else who processes it trying to streamline those channels to where systematically it sets our, our employees up for success and also for safety to where there can be less touch points and less ability to come in contact with other people. It still does happen. Um, but of course, you know, temperature checks and uh, we're wearing masks in all of our locations, the sanitization um, happening on a very regular schedule, and then introduction of, of curbside pickup. Uh, we aren't really letting many people in our branches, um, no one without taking their temperature, et cetera. But 
with signing sheets and all that jazz. Um, but it, it's really been a, a transformational process that has taxed all of us more, but that I think uh, really across the board, when you look at the culture of a company, it, it tends to come out in these types of situations. And we've been lucky enough to have some very good people that understand the big picture here and are able to implement this in a safe and efficient um, manner across the board. 2021, you mentioned the transition to more of a digital uh, kind of empowering uh, people to to take you know some ordering on their own after they're trained in or aware of certain products that you guys have because I imagine there's got to be a certain amount of you know demonstration and and that sort of thing. But once they're to the point where right. they can order themselves and that sort of thing, that's that's easier on the customer that sort of thing. But um, it sounds like you, 2021 is going to be a little bit of some education to help people transition more to a digital age. Are there any other areas that you guys are looking at 2021? And please correct me on that digital transition if, if you if you am, but I'm just, you know, taking my notes here. So kind of recapping, but uh, 2021, what's the outlook look like? Yeah, no, we absolutely are. We have a major focus on digital. If you listen to our to our recent earnings calls, you'll, you'll hear that all throughout. And for good reason, um, we're investing investing a lot in that in that effort that digital now effort well historically we've been in uh, upstream drilling and completions uh, exploration production midstream and then also downstream petrochemical refining things of that nature in the oil and gas sector um, but we we really are uh, seeing quite a bit of expansion in the utilities and in renewable uh, based energy needs we we truly are an energy uh, distributor and and supply chain solution provider. So I see a lot of that in our future uh, for 2021. Again, at the regional level, I can I can speak to the different steering committees and conversations that I have. Um, but I do see a lot of that for the company. And uh, really, the approach that we're taking is not that things are going to bounce back in a in a way where you know Q4 2020 doubles in Q1 2021, right? We don't see that happening. Um, but we do want to be ready and are positioning ourselves to handle those uh, influxes of demand that, that may occur. So I think there is a bright outlook for 2021, uh, but really our focus is on sustainably reorganizing our structure, uh, which we've done to the most, for the most part up to this point to focus on the digital side, to be able to position ourselves in a way to where if there is a, a crisis, a global crisis like this again, or even smaller, more regional-based crises in the future, we're able to react uh, without having to change our footprint in such a uh, large-scale manner as we've had to uh, throughout this 2020 pandemic and kind of the double black swan of the oil prices and, and uh the various things that are happening overseas in conjunction with it. Uh, kind of looking at the clock, your any final thoughts, anything that you uh, would like your customers to know or other people in the industry know as we kind of wrap up here? Um, you know, I, I would say that uh, we, we talked a bit about the focus on digital now, the focus on um, the future and embracing technology and things of that nature. But 
I would say at the core, distribution now is still focused on our guiding principles of integrity, safety, teamwork, excellence. There's going to be customers that are embracing this change along with us, some that are pushing us and asking us for it, and there's others that we're able to work with and help them get to where they want to be from an integral maturity standpoint. Overall, really our sales pitch, I mean, as one of the largest distributors in the world in the oil and gas industry is to allow our customers to focus on what they do best by allowing us to handle the supply chain side, whether it's through our supply chain solutions, our process solutions, or our typical and historical energy supply business. So yeah, we're all in this together. <laughs> it's about all I've got. <laughs>